0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to
1: your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
0: My name is Lamar Hurd, and this is Season Opener. Welcome into today's podcast discussion. I'm excited about my guest today. He is a star athlete, and I'm excited to hear all about his journey with no further ado, I'd like to bring Max Reese into the conversation. Max, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you because I've been able to dive into your story quite a bit and learn about you. But that's on a surface level. So I want to go a little deeper. I want to know uh, uh, more details of, of what makes Max Reese who he is today. And so I know that you are a football player. Incoming freshman, Eastern Michigan. So I want to take it back to the beginning. When did you first even fall in love with football?
1: Oh man. Um first fall in love with football. I mean, I first fell in love with football about third grade, but I wouldn't say I was fully committed to football yet. Um okay. I was really, I was really a hooper at the time. Um, I mean, you know, I was you know, we all had the dreams. We all thought we could play basketball. But, <laughs> yeah, so I played ba- I played basketball, football, baseball up until about my freshman year. And then, um, it's actually a funny story. So, like, seventh grade, I stopped playing football because, you know, everybody was a little bigger than me. I was a late bloomer, um, sure. you know, just trying to figure myself out, uh, you know, just smaller than everyone, taking those hits, it wasn't mm-hmm. the wasn't the best thing. So, you know, that, that's that's how most basketball players are created. Um, yeah. But so I was, I thought I was I thought I was going to be a hooper, but I knew I wanted to play um, a collegiate sport. It was just to didn't know which one was my best option. But my uh, football coach at the time at Fenwick High School out here in Chicago, um, he kept pestering me every day because um, I didn't. So I didn't end up playing football my seventh grade year, eighth grade year. In my freshman year so i went three years without playing football and he would pest me every day at lunch and one day it was at the end of our freshman year i finally just said like yeah i'll do it just you know kind of to just you know get him off me so i could yeah because he would ask every day like it was <laughs> it was it would, it would bug me but yeah you know so that day when i said that at the lunch table because all my friends played he called my dad because like little did i know like secretly on the low my dad was trying to get me to play you know, so when he called my dad, oh. I came home and my dad was like, you know, you gotta be a man of your word. You're like you told me you're gonna play. So, you know, I was I was frustrated, but I went out there. <laughs> um, ended up I ended up enjoying it, loving it, had a great sophomore season. And I say that's when I really fell in love with it and I was like, Oh, I can I like I can do this for real. So ever since then I've been foot over foot, you know, just working at it. Uh, yeah.
0: This is this is the beauty. Of being able to talk to people like you, Max, because mm-hmm. I, I know your bio. I know stuff about you, but that answer alone just took me a whole different direction. I had I had a question I was gonna ask you next, but you just <laughs> opened up some new stuff for me. What do you mean you didn't play football for like three years? What was that about?
1: I thought it was I thought I was hooping. Um, I mean, you know, just my body shifted from the lap from seventh grade when I last played football to my sophomore year, seventh grade. I was I wasn't that big. I was about like five, five nine, like one eighty, probably not like mm. one sixty. But then uh, by my freshman year, I was a little bigger. I was about six two, about one one ninety. So I had a great. I, I've always had like a a good stocky football frame. Okay. But I feel like me just being bigger because I was bigger than everyone in the school. So I was like, you know, mm. it might be a little mm. different now, and you know, it, it ended up being different, and i fell in love with the game ever since then. Wow, so what's
0: interesting to me is like it's not like you was a scrub basketball player. You were all conference honorable mention. Like you could hoop. Mm-hmm.
2: So right, what yeah, is it yeah.
0: that what is it that made you just lay basketball aside at that point where where I guess you knew you weren't going to be trying to pursue it collegially. Were you just that nice in football at that time?
1: Oh, that's that's funny that you asked that. So, yeah, I continued to play basketball. It was just yeah. I kind of I just I understood where my best, where my opportunity was at. And that was with football. And I say something that was eye-opening to me was um I had a couple of teammates that ended up going to play collegiate football as well. And um just you know, practicing with them and seeing where I stood with them, um, it really just opened my eyes and I was like, oh like I feel like we can all like we can all play together. We're all at the same level. Um so I just say really being with them and working with them really was eye-opening to me. And ever since I got my first uh, offer from Kansas my sophomore year, it's, I mean, that's, that's, I've been fully focused. I think that was really the the confidence booster. And I understood, okay, like, I can do this. You can do it.
0: Once you got yeah. that offer, that offer was enough for you where you saw, like, it's, yeah. it, it, it's gold at the end of this rainbow. Right, this right, is where yeah. I need to be.
1: Okay. Because yeah, it, you know, it means a lot to, you know, when somebody else sees your potential, yeah. you know, instead of yourself, it, that, that means a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Another thing I want to dig into from your original answer was the element of your dad kind mm-hmm. of siding with the football coach. So at oh, the yeah. time when that happened, is that something that maybe like upset you a little bit that you look back at now and you glad he did it?
1: Yeah, I would say at the time, it, you know, very, very short. It was very short, like, okay. you know, a <laughs> little beef between us. It wasn't really beef. But, and I was just a little irritated because I was like, how are like, you going backstab me? like? <laughs> It wasn't really backstabbing, but, you know, at, like now yeah. being in position on me and I understand that he just won the best for me and he saw yeah. he saw what I didn't. So you yeah. know, that's all love.
0: Has that affected
1: your guys relationship
0: in a positive way where oh, yeah. now when dad has some advice or some insight, you you realize yeah. maybe he's seeing something that at the time you're not seeing the same way?
1: Oh, uh, definitely in a positive way. Um, okay. I mean, it, this is kind of a funny story. Like, my dad's okay. always been—he's always been a hands-on guy. Like, when it comes to sports, school, regardless of what it is, uh, prayer, religion, like all of that, he's just—he's mm. very animated. Like, he loves—he <laughs> loves to be hype. He loves to—you know—he's very much so in our lives. But um, he so he so like on the basketball court, he's very like he's that parent in the stands. Like, he's hype. He the one going crazy. crazy. Yeah, he's the yeah. one you can hear. So <laughs> him and my mom—not just him, but you know, my, both my parents. But I like football a lot more because you know when I'm on the field, I can't hear as much. Like you know, so it's a it's a lot of post game talks with him. Um, But that definitely helped our relationship a lot with me playing football. And I mean, he he loved it. My parent, my mom loves it. So you know, it's good.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're telling me about dad, Al, mm-hmm. and you're mentioning mom, Melinda. What else can you tell me yep. about your mom? What what role has she played in your life?
1: My mom has played a huge role. I can't thank her enough. Um, you know, just, you know, both my parents especially, but my mom, um, you know, driving me driving me places for AAU basketball tournaments from a young age, mm-hmm. driving me to practice until I, you know, until I got my license and I was able to do that. But, um, you know, just funding everything, being there for me, through the ups and downs, seeing my potential when I couldn't see it. So yeah. I mean, I can't thank them enough.
0: So you were born in Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes, And sir. then eventually made your way to Fenwick High School in Oak Park, mm-hmm. Illinois. Yep. And then at some point there was a stop in Texas as well, yep. you were telling me before we got on. So can yep. you walk me through that journey a little bit? What, when did you go from Seattle to the next stop and the next stop?
1: Okay. Um. So we, I was born in Seattle. That's where all my family is on both sides. My mom and dad, Um. we got a little, fam- we got family scattered, but that's like the, <laughs> that's the pinpoint. That's the destination. But okay. um, yeah, I was born in Seattle, lived there for about five, four or five years. It was about like four and a half and we moved. And then we stayed in Dallas, Dallas, Texas for about mm-hmm. three years. And then from about seven years old till now, um, we've been here in Chicago. Um. But you know, the, the transition moving around um mainly due to my parents work but you know the chance I feel like I really do feel like that was good for me um you know just being at a young age and having to move and leave leave old friends Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. very it's changed me to be into a huge extrovert like I love to talk I love to Mm -hmm. like do anything that's social like I'm I'm just such a such a social person like even at Mm -hmm. school like we got six roommates and I, I like most people wouldn't like that. But, like I absolutely love having six roommates. Like wow. that's just like that's my environment right there. Like yeah. I love to talk, love to chat, love to, you know, play Xbox together, play two K. Yeah. All that. Yeah. When did you realize that about yourself? Ah, uh, I would say I'd say about like when we probably when we got here to Chicago, um, I really realized, you know, just how Cause it was, I felt like it was just so easy for me to, you know, make new friends. And I, it's probably from moving from Seattle to Dallas, to Dallas Mm -hmm. to Chicago. Like I didn't, there was no other option, but to, you know, just make, make new friends and meet new people and, you know, build new relationships. But yeah, I said, I I think you're on the right track with that. And I think that
0: that moving element serves athletes Mm -hmm. like yourself really well. I know for me as a kid, I grew up in Houston, Texas, on the Southwest part of the city. When I was in sixth grade, I moved out of my mom's house to go live with a basketball coach north of the city because it was just too far of a drive to be making every weekday. So what I would do is I would live with this coach every weekday and then go back home to Southwest Houston on weekends. And I just loved it so much that I stopped going home on weekends because we would hoop all the time on the weekends. So what happened is my mom ended up moving out of our house in Southwest Houston with my younger brother and then moved up to the north side of town. And then I spent the next seven years at that school. And similar to kind of what you're saying, it was at that time that I started to figure a lot of stuff out about myself and know different things I liked and didn't like. And then I think, too, Max, for me, and I think this is going to be the case for you, that didn't serve me well when I left Texas and went west for the first time of the state of Texas. And I went to Oregon State University and it was Mm a it was a different world that, you know, being from Seattle, you know, the northwest is different than. Yeah, it's different. Then, then yeah. down south and even on the east. But it was an uh, a easier adaptation process for me, I think, because of the lot of stuff I went through early on. Do you foresee right. that same kind of trajectory for you once you get into the mix at Eastern Michigan? Like, you're just going to be able to get in and just roll with it?
1: Yeah, um, that's actually that's a great question. But I've been up at Eastern Michigan for about five weeks now. Um, I'm just back home right now visiting. But, yeah, I, I would say that's definitely helped a lot, Um, you know, just – being with my roommates, being with the team, because, you know, you're with a lot of guys now and they're no longer you're no longer with just guys your age. Like I'm with mm-hmm. guys 24, 25, 26 as mm-hmm. a, you know, just turned 19 year old. But, um, yeah, I say that helps a lot. Just, you know, being experienced, uh, just adapting to my environment. Yeah.
0: So now to the point of what you just said, though, you've been there for five weeks, but that's mm-hmm. is that summer school?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: OK, so in the fall, you know, it changes up a little bit, right? You yeah. know. It's people mm-hmm. on campus,
1: right. you know that
0: that 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 energy level is different. So mm-hmm. so although it'll be a different feeling in the fall, you feel totally confident, like you're going to be able to attack it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, right. it's 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 a change, but you know life comes with changes. I've had many of them, so I feel like you know it's just it's nothing that I haven't experienced. Basically, is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Got you, got you. Yeah. Now
0: before we jump into more of the Eastern Michigan side and what you're looking forward to there. I just want to rewind a little bit uh, and, and talk a little bit more about the journey to get you here, because not everybody makes it. You know that. Right. And like it's, yes, eh? It takes hard work, commitment, dedication. Sometimes you need some stuff to to work out your way. You need good help. There's a lot of elements that go into it. Right. But One thing that you mentioned so far that jumped out to me right away because it resonated with me, too, is when you said your mom would be driving you around. Oh, yeah. in the car you going to au tournament you going to practice that 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 family support um how constant is it how for a family max who doesn't have a d1 athlete that has no idea what your holidays look like when sometimes mm. you couldn't celebrate christmas and thanksgiving like some of your friends some of your classmates cuz your commitment level was different how would you paint that picture to help somebody understand how extreme the difference is.
1: We all understand that coming from a family rooted, with, deeply rooted with, um, you know, just so many great athletes. And my cousin played at Ohio State. I got a cousin at University of Cal Berkeley playing football there. Um, I mean, you know, we we all understand that. So, but I mean, as a family, it's you gotta like you just gotta make a lot of sacrifices. Like I can't do certain things that most high school kids would do. Like, just like my mom, she's, like, she's got to miss out on, you know, she's doing work calls in the in the car, yeah. Driving me to practice, same yeah. with my dad. I mean, it's, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. a lot of sacrifices, like, my, especially during COVID, my mom's on the, yeah. got her camera off on, in the car with me, driving me to practice, yeah. you know, just so, yeah. you know, I can succeed and attempt to, you know, grab my dreams.
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Yeah, that's I. That's always just been an interesting conversation for me in, mm-hmm. in trying to help people understand that. Who everybody say they want to have on that jersey? They, mm-hmm. you know they they want to win that state championship at Fenwick High School, like you did, <laughs> which we're gonna get into in a second. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> they want the scholarship, but there's a there's a different level of commitment. Your family mm-hmm. members, your 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 extended family that you mentioned, um, tons of athletes. Every you know, like oh aunts, uncles, mom, dad, everybody, yep. how how instrumental, I know I know it's definitely a huge plus, but are you able to describe how instrumental that has been in your life as maybe you compare it to maybe some of your teammates or other people yeah. who you know didn't have that same type of understanding, you know, not mm-hmm. just the support, but the understanding of what it looks like to be an athlete.
1: Oh, I'm, I would say it's huge to have, um, you know, just a family backbone, especially coming coming from my family. Um, my mom, she ran track and played volleyball in college. Um, along with the, so, my mom's a triplet, so her and her triplets all did that. And wow. so, I mean, you know, just to have my mom there, you know, explaining the commitment levels. She, you know, she's telling me about body recovery. Um, yeah. So, you know, recovery is a huge thing. Got to got to have that. But really, I would say my cousin. Um, J. Michael's third event. he's over, he plays wide receiver at University of Cal Berkeley. Me and him just, you know, competing. He's a year older than me, so, you know, we would always go at it every time we would come to visit, um, you know, because we're both very, very competitive, but, you know, just seeing him um, go in Division One, succeeding, really boosted me to, you know, want to go do the same thing, because, you know, I'm right. I'm right behind them. So, you know, I gotta, yeah. I, gotta I gotta try to one up them. But you yeah. know, it's all love and competition. That's yeah, that's really what you need is family great family competition.
0: Yeah. So seeing it seems like a, a mm-hmm. theme for you where once you saw something, you went and got it. So your cousin, right. you saw him first go D1 and do what he did. Yeah. So you had to go get it. You mentioned earlier on you got that first offer from Kansas. You saw it. And then mm-hmm. when you saw it, it was on. Is that kind of you feel like that's how you operate as soon as you're able to see just that glimmer or or whatever it is. Does does that help you in pursuit to it?
1: Yeah. i like, I have my own visions. I see, I like to say, I see the future, but you know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it definitely means more for somebody else to see it with you. And I feel like, I feel like I see it and I'm going to grind at that. But um, I definitely say at least in the past um, when somebody else sees what I see, it makes me, makes me eager I want to go get it even more. Just okay. so you know, because, I mean, everyone needs their, everyone has their whys. Yeah. Um, you know, the why they're doing the sport, why they, why they go so hard, why they never quit. Because, I mean, getting this for a lot of people, not a, I mean, not a lot of people have, you know, not a lot of people, people want it, but people mm-hmm. don't, want it, you don't want it. And I feel like COVID, COVID really separated kids who want it and who want it. But, you know, yeah. there's because there's a big difference between those two. I know it's yeah. the same word, but there's a huge difference between it. And the yeah. emphasis means a lot. You are exactly
0: right. So mm-hmm. COVID for you, you saw that as an opportunity for you to dig deeper into your ability. Not I mean, respectfully, you know, you you didn't want to see, you know, the stuff that people were going through on a negative. And none of us wanted to see that, but it mm-hmm. gave you some time. Is that correct to kind of dive into your skills a little bit more?
1: Yes, sir. Yep. Um, I would say COVID was a blessing in disguise. I mean, yeah. every time I talk to somebody about COVID for me, I say it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, I know it's, it's definitely very sad, you know, losing mm-hmm. as many people as we did on this earth um, due to the pandemic. But for me personally, in my athletic careers, it was really a blessing in disguise. And I say that because going into COVID after my sophomore season, so after my sophomore season, I didn't have any offers, any looks, I was just, you know, playing football, no training, none of that. Like, I was just yeah. having fun playing football still with a basketball mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say going into COVID, I said I told myself if I did this, I had about 900 yards my sophomore year. And for me to have zero training and just do that off of pure athletic ability, not understanding a defensive coverage, a cover three, cover two, cover four, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. like, for me to mm-hmm. be able to do that without really knowing the game as well as like I feel like I would, you know, if I just studied and worked out and was able to, yeah. um, I would COVID gave me all that time, all yeah. of that time. Cause COVID hit my sophomore year. And I was about six like I said, about six two, one eighty. And from the start of COVID to the start of my junior season, I went from six two, one eighty to six three, about two ten. So I put on about thirty pounds of muscle during that little COVID break and I'll just wow. uh, really sharpen up my skills, route running, like catching, just transform my body, just to allow me to be, you know, even stronger, faster, rent from ran, running like a four nine. And I think at at the time at the camp, my fastest 40 was like a four, five, six, which it like I I, I grinded, put my head down and went and tried to go achieve everything.
0: Max, it sounds like I might be watching you on Sunday soon. Oh, that's a go. Huh? That's a go. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me.
1: That's a go. Yes, sir. OK.
0: OK. Um, So <laughs> a few things from that during that break. And, and again, I just want to uh, emphasize it because I know what you're saying. It's not a celebration of covid, the virus at all. Um, right. It is it is shifting during that time, seeing what was being presented to all of us at that time and figuring out how you can individually maximize whatever that time was going to look like for you now right. for an extrovert like you, how difficult was it? Maybe not being around people the same way, mm-hmm. you know, cause during COVID that was tough for a lot of people where their schedules change. You don't see people with the same kind of consistency. Was mm-hmm. that side of things hard for you or were you just so focused on your football journey that it was easy for you to jump into that?
1: Um, I would say it was definitely tough on the social aspect of it, you know, but like it, we still, you know, we're in the era where we all got Xbox. we can FaceTime yeah. and play the game together, play okay. Fortnite, play 2K, play Madden, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can do that call, you know, so like, yeah, I still got the opportunity to still talk to my friends. Like we all kept in touch. We were, we were talked every day, but I would say having my brother at home, uh, helped a lot. Cause you know, he's a big extrovert as well. So mm-hmm. we would always go at it. He's an athlete. So, you know, we... Work out together um, here in the basement and just you know grind together. So I would say that was huge, definitely. Okay, and
0: so your little brother Garrett—is that the yep. correct name? Yes, and, sir. And he's nice too, right? Like
1: he's nice. He's nice.
0: Okay, he's nice. like as as nice as you.
1: Nah, I saw or, that coming. He'll, you know I mean? <laughs> he'll get there. He'll get there. Okay. He'll get there. Yeah.
0: Or 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 is he there and you just ain't ready to say it yet?
1: Nah, he, Still, I mean he's a, he's brothers, there. They come up. He's definitely there. He's nice. He's okay. nice. I will give him this. I would say I would say so he's going to be a sophomore. I would say if you put us at the same time, he he's nicer than me. Like if Ooh. him okay. him his freshman year compared to me my freshman year, he's nicer. Okay. But that's that's big We're not at the same we're not at the same level. <laughs> we're not at the same uh, at the same age though, so so I'm
0: nice. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's big of you. A lot of big brothers ain't willing to admit that, but those younger yeah. brothers, they come up. I got a younger brother who was an inch taller than me. Could could mm-hmm. I thought I was pretty athletic. I had a 43-inch vertical at, at oh, pretty wow. much my highest peak. Wow. My little brother came in after that doing stuff I couldn't do. So they'll, <laughs> they'll catch you eventually. It, yeah, it'll,
1: yeah. It'll, it'll
0: happen. It'll happen. He's coming. Uh, one, one thing that was really interesting to me was uh, back July 18th, 2019. Why is that day significant
1: mm-hmm. to you? Ah, uh, July 18, 2019. That's a birth that's my birthday right there. Yes, sir. 16th uh, birthday. Yep, yep. 16th, 16th birthday. Do, do you remember?
0: Do you remember what your dad got you that day?
1: Oh, uh, my 16th. Well, I'm trying to think.
0: Okay, good. I give you I'll give you a few seconds. What was it? He got you your own E-trade account.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That was that was in my head. That was in my head. Yeah. I just I was thinking so, something more athletic.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and and that's what I think if it was me and my 16th, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. So right. what I want to know is when you got that as your gift at 16 yeah. years old, what were you thinking?
1: Um, you know, the on- honest answer at yeah, 16, yeah. I was just kind of like, you know, I wasn't really I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really know, you know, anything about the stock market or anything okay. about i was just like i'm like thank you like you know
0: yeah <laughs> you don't as, care as about you, that at the time me yeah <laughs> i mean
1: you know I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be respectful say thank you um but i mean looking to it looking at it now at 19 uh it's been huge i mean you know we've we sat there and we've grown it um he's taught me a lot about you know just being an entrepreneur entrepreneur um mm-hmm. you know with him doing you know working how he does just mm-hmm. showing me showing me the ways but um you know, definitely at the time I was a little, little confused, <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: I'll be there right there with you, man. Yeah, I, I think that's how most 16 it. year olds. Yeah, I think most 16 year olds would probably feel that way. Uh, But I that really stood out to me because uh, it, it kind of confirms all the things you've already said about your parents, right. about how they're really trying to set you up and, and show you different sides of things and get you started on things early. Do you happen to have any other friends who could tell you? uh? in one of their birthdays so far that they were, were granted an E-Trade account. I
1: cannot. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely got a, I got, I got a good group of friends. We, we talk about that now we talk about, um, you know, just stock market and ways to, you know, build wealth within us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. So let, let's, you kind of took us down that road a little bit. Let's get into that a little bit more. Your, your time, um, at Fenwick High School mm-hmm. and, and the journey you were on there to become who you are now. Uh, you took me through some of the football stuff, how mm-hmm. physically, you know, you worked on your body, you worked on your speed, you worked on the route running, you worked on understanding the game. Uh, what was happening to you uh, as a person during that time? What type of transformations do you feel like you were making individually to just further discover yourself?
1: Uh, um, I would definitely say Football is definitely a mental sport, I feel like, as most sports are, but football is very, very mental, and you can't play football without confidence, and I wouldn't say that's something I like, but when you gain confidence, I feel like your attributes and the way you start looking at things and the way you do things boost that, like, totally, Um, and I would say at Fenwick, I really, I I started to gain a lot of confidence, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was a that was a big step in that was a big little step stool for me you know to get up yeah. to the level that I felt like I the potential that I felt like I could I could get at now are you referring to
0: confidence as a person or confidence connected to football?
1: I would say confident well both 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 okay. are huge but definitely confidence connected to football um helped a lot
0: the the thing that stands out to me uh in talking to you is you have confidence in both but mm-hmm. it appears that you have confidence as a person too which Mm -hmm. for your life is is going to be more vital because what happens to a lot of athletes and you're probably aware it is is that someday that ball stops bouncing you stop running them routes Mm -hmm. people don't know you the same way you know you're not you're not walking into a place with a uniform on so now you got to introduce yourself you know now you just you just the next brother walking around who are you (laughs) you're not attached to a school and for right. for a lot of athletes, that could be a tough transition when that time comes. Uh, is that something that you've thought about beforehand and that's helped you develop mm-hmm. that internal confidence or is it just naturally in you?
1: Um, I would say a mix of both. It's, it is it is naturally in me, but it takes a lot for you to set that conf- to let you know, set that little pride mm-hmm. aside and understand the real world. Um, that at some point, you know, the ball does stop bouncing, you know, you will stop throwing around the pace again, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, definitely. I, I understand that That at one point, it'll no longer be like, oh, you know, you got to get some other person under the helmet. Um, because I feel like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to us than you know, just athletes, but yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. That's good stuff, man. All right, so state
0: championship, mm-hmm. how exciting was that? I know it was a big deal for you. What was that journey like to get that? It was a blur,
1: a huge <laughs> blur, a huge blur. I mean, I it was very exciting. I thought I was gonna get sad that football is over or whatever after, but like when you know, and only only a couple of teams get to end their seasons, especially in their high school careers on a win. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I I didn't even I didn't even experience the you know football high school football's sadness like you know the rest yeah. of the rest of the world gets to do. But, um, I mean, I was, yeah. I was happy. Me and all my, all my teammates are very excited. And I know our yeah. coach was very, very excited. It was the first one in our school history. So it was, it wow. was huge for us. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. So did mm-hmm. you, w- were you a part of maybe turning into the, turning the school into a powerhouse or w- w- was Fenwick already good and just never got quite to that top or, or, or what? Like, what's your role in that?
1: Um, so we, Fenwick definitely, they've been a school that has always got there, but has never been able to break the barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they got a lot of good athletes to come out of Fenwick though. Um, Johnny Latner, he went to order name, He was a Heisman winner. Um, I don't want to say that was in the 50s, 40s. Sounds about right. Okay. Um, okay. but the 2016 team is a team that I would say built. They started the dynasty. They started the, uh. the Fenwick dynasty, but I would say we took it over. But okay. they definitely started the dynasty. They had a lot of guys. they um, got Michael Laughlin at West Virginia. He played side in okay. there. Um, mm-hmm. Jacob Keller, he was the quarterback at the time. But um, they got a lot of guys that, you know, they they brought they brought us to Fenwick. Uh. They brought it, you know, watching them. But they made it all the way to the semifinals. And. I think they they got they got cheated out of their game. Um, oh. I mean something something went down with a a blown call and allowed the team uh. to score a touchdown with about like I want to say twelve seconds left while they were up, while Fenwick was up three. Um, so they didn't they weren't able to make the to make the state championship. But mm. that was a team that definitely should have made it. I feel like they they kind of got cheated out of their game. But uh. you know we we were the team to finally you know get over the hump and.
2: yeah
0: yeah so that 2016 team inspired you in a way how Mm -hmm. does it feel to you knowing that max's team that won the state championship Mm -hmm. is going to inspire a whole bunch of kids after you
1: that's huge that's huge to me um i mean that's really what that's what sports is about because you know we all get into sports because of people like even when i was young there was high school kids around the chicagoland area that i looked up to you know the not like you, you, see, you. Everyone has an athlete that they look up to to mm-hmm. want to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we all look at like me personally in the NFL. I look at DK Metcalf. Like, I, oh yeah, that's my favorite player. I love him. Yeah. I'm a huge Seahawks fan. But you know, yeah. we all you see somebody do something and not for especially as a little kid, it really gives them hope. Like I got yeah. a lot of kids that'll DM me on Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. just like telling me how how much it means to them. But it means even more to me for them to, you know, want to do something, watch me and want to do something even more because of something that I've done. That means a lot for me to, you know, impact somebody's life, life like that. That's awesome. Would you say that's your why? That's the
0: reason that you you love to play? I know there's lots of reasons, but is that the mm-hmm. driving factor for you?
1: That is definitely one of them. That is I, I feel like I have many whys. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't narrow it down to just one. But um, that is that. Def- that's definitely one of them. I say my main why, though. I would say my why is to prove not. E- I, I don't even want to say prove people wrong, but to prove myself Man. right. Um, that's good. Just, that's good. Like, I want to. I'm. I'm not like I'm not. I'm doing it for other people, but I'm really not. I'm doing it for. I'm doing it to prove myself right. Just to show that I like. I've come too far to to stop working. To stop All right working that, now. That
0: that was almost too good i mean i believe <laughs> i believe you got that from you but if somebody else said that nice. to me i say you i say you stole that from somebody because ain't me no right way, way no way you that young and you already think because you know how it is with a lot of a lot of people not just your age i mean people my age i'm, I'm basically two times as old as you and <laughs> and and the motivation a lot of times could be i'm a proof they said i couldn't do this so mm-hmm. now i'm gonna show them i can do this or or they hating and they hating, and I'm a, and that's a lot of people's driving motivation. But for you to say you want to prove people right, how'd you get? How'd you get to that point already?
1: Um, I would just say I've I've gone my life like my so- freshman year and sophomore year. Um, like for I played freshman, I went from playing freshman basketball to playing varsity basketball in a year from my freshman year to my sophomore year, and I would say that one thing that I've I picked from picked up from that is. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to prove other people right, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna reach self, self-satisfaction with myself. Mm. Cause I'm just gonna keep wanting to do what they want me to do. They mm. said I can't do this, so I'm gonna try to mm. do this. Mm. I'm just gonna sit back and prove myself why on why I can mm. do this and why like, you know.
2: Man. And I feel
1: like it's just it's better mentally and internally for me to prove myself right instead of listening to what other people gotta say about me, because nobody knows me better than me. Man. So you know, like you see what yes. I'm saying? Yes. Oh, I know. It. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's just a, that's just a way. It's a, it's a better approach. It's a better approach yeah. to life. I
0: I agree with you fully. You you remind me right now as you're talking, of a guy I cover. I work for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm a TV announcer for the team, okay. and I don't know if you're familiar with Damian Lillard, but oh, yeah. he's a he's a star player in the league, and mm-hmm. for years people have been trying to get him. Uh, to leave Portland to go play for either a bigger mm-hmm. market or what they feel is a championship contender, and recently he just had a a, a press conference because he signed a two year extension, yep, and uh, yep, and and so and in that he almost said exactly what you just said, okay. where he said, you know, I feel like I'm able to know who I am. I know what makes mm-hmm. me me if I go off, I'm listening to all these other people that say I should be doing this or that. I know that's not going to satisfy me the way that I know what will satisfy me. So like one thing people keep telling them, which you might be aware of, they want him to leave to go win a championship and they feel like, you know, that's his only way to do it. But his whole thing is like his, from his upbringing started in Oakland,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he didn't, he didn't, he didn't do stuff a certain way. So it's not like he was always the cool kid on the block or always had uh, all the offers. In a way, Max, he reminds me of you where there's some late blooming that goes on. There's some late notoriety. Early on, he wasn't recruited heavily. He wasn't on the best AAU team, but he he stuck with his boys. He was out fundraising for their trips. You know, they, they didn't play on a shoe-sponsored team starting off. Right. Like, that was his grind early on. And so that's why he ended up going to Weber State. Although right. once he went there and got good, he could have transferred to pretty much anywhere. But yep. that won't that gonna make him happy to go transfer to one of the blue bloods and went, you know, maybe win an NCAA title more right. than than being with his people. So it just it sticks literally. As you were talking, I'm like, man, hold on. This boy he watches <laughs> interviews. What he doing? Like <laughs> what's going on? Because because it seriously, it, that is a great perspective True. to have, and if I if I can encourage you with anything, which I don't even think you need it, I think you already straight. Don't lose that.
1: Right. Don't lose that's that right.
0: at all. That's gonna take you places for real, sir. Um, so August fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Do you remember what that date will happen on that date?
1: Ah, uh, August fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that sounds like oh, that's commitment day. That's commitment that's day. Commitment day. Yeah, that's commitment that's day. Commitment day. Yeah, I can't forget that's that one. one.
0: Yes, sir. That's when you committed yep. to Eastern Michigan. What was yes, that sir. day like for you? I- I'm talking about from the moment you woke up and you knew what was going to go down. Um, mm-hmm. What was that day
1: like? Oh, man. Oh, commitment day was huge. I loved it. I loved every part of it. You know, just to find after going through a long recruiting process. I mean, that's that's another thing that I I feel like I almost couldn't explain. It's so difficult. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. I will. But it's that recruiting process is different. And for me to finally be, oh, well, yeah. But for me to finally be done with the recruiting process was, it was mentally and physically just a blessing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've never just wanted to, it it was huge. It was huge. It it allowed me to focus more on actual football, but the recruiting process itself as a whole, I'm sure, you know, um, it's insane. So, so Max, that's that's
0: why I want you, that's why I want you to dive into it is because I think if some young athletes heard you say being done with the recruiting mm-hmm. process was a blessing, they'd it's be insane. confused because everybody wants to be recruited. But mm-hmm. here you are saying, "Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. be recruited," but man, the process is different. So, so help us understand that.
1: Okay, I'll, I mean, the best how I can explain it best is, you see the pictures, you see the visits, you see all the pictures on Instagram, everyone posing, all that, like all it you looks see all fun. the good stuff. It looked, it looked fun. fun, yeah. It looked real fun, but you don't see the you don't see the behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know. So me and a lot of my friends, we've all been through it, and we all talk about it. Like it's you know it's 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 fun, but I'm mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna dive into it. But um, yeah. I would say for me, especially with especially with the pandemic, um, so my sophomore year, we couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't travel, so everything was like like this, like on, on a Zoom call, mm-hmm. um, just trying to. You know, get a grasp with the school, and that's hard. That's really hard to do because, like, how am I, yeah. how am I supposed to envision myself being somewhere if I can't physically see it?
0: Be there, yeah,
1: yeah. So that happened my sophomore year, and up until about the end of my jun- junior year, um, when we started taking some camps, um, we went to the Florida State camp where I picked up a few offers, um, went and had some private workouts, had a camp around here locally in Naperville, Illinois. Um, so yeah, we went out there. It was, it was very, it was physically tiring on my body. Um, But Mm -hmm. just to, you know, you're hearing a lot of things from coaches and especially with, um, Mm -hmm. like I said, with COVID. um, So, like, on a normal year, they'll take about 22 to 25 athletes in a class. Mm -hmm. But for my class, they were only taking about 11 to 15. Wow. Because of the um, the NCAA coming out saying that the seniors get an extra year, those scholarships are not held by the seniors, so they don't have as many scholarships to give. So mm-hmm. now I'm sitting here, you know, me personally, like, I think this was definitely a huge thing for me to get over mentally. Like I said, coming with a, you know, a new mindset, me mm-hmm. thinking that it's power five or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm not going mm-hmm. somewhere power five, I'm playing mm-hmm. like on the base level mm-hmm. then I'm failing myself. Mm-hmm. I would say that was definitely a huge thing for me to, you know, get over mentally and me coming to the realization that of Michigan was my best opportunity to go there and give myself an opportunity to play as early as possible. Mm-hmm. I say what a lot of athletes fail to realize is that you can go to the league from those smaller schools, mm-hmm. from those mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan. So even the HBCUs like that are underlooked, mm-hmm. but I, you can you can go to the league from anywhere. It's all about it's all about you internally and mentally, especially mm-hmm. just understanding that it's not all about power five and being on the biggest stage. You can go power mm-hmm. five and get all the clout. Mm-hmm. But you may never you may never even see the field because they got mm-hmm. new guys coming in and in and in. You're gonna have to keep working. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're not going to, but why not give yourself the best opportunity to be, you know, the man at a smaller school. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, that recruiting process is definitely, you know, you got a lot of coaches telling you what you what you can and can't do, but mm-hmm. you sitting here internally thinking, I can do this. Like, yep. and you know, you can like, I know, like I had a lot of coaches telling me I was, you know, too slow, not strong enough. They don't know if I'm physical enough. Too but slow at a four or like, five. I mean, you know, like they, they <laughs> want their receivers. They want their receivers four, 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 three, you know, like, and you're like, like, I'm like, I'm work, like, I'm only, I'm only at the time I'm 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm still a kid at the time. Yeah. And, you know, they're telling me what I, they're trying to limit me on what I can and can't do. And mm-hmm. I've always been raised to like, there's there's no limits. Yes, sir. I can do whatever. I I can do whatever I put my mind to. Yeah. So yeah. For, you know, for mentally, it was a toll, mm-hmm. but I would say that I would not change that for nothing because I that really that really shaped me. Not even just as an athlete, but as a human. Just yes, you know to you know to hear because you know they're they're the ones giving us the the, the scholarships. Yep. They're the one giving us the two hundred to four hundred thousand dollar opportunity. Yep so i'm not going to you know i'm you, you always got to be re- respectful mm-hmm. um, i'm not going to tell them like you know i'm a, mm-hmm. internally i'm a, I'm a hear what they're saying but mm-hmm. if you know all mm-hmm. the negative stuff is in through one out through the other like i'm a, mm-hmm. I'm going to take what they're saying use it for motivation but that that's definitely what i was getting at when i was saying instead of proving people right or proving yes. people wrong yeah. i want to prove myself right right i'm not listening yeah. to them telling me that i'm too slow or I'm not physical enough or I can't, what I can yeah. and can't do. Yeah. I'm listening to my myself and my conscience telling me what I can do. And that's my yeah. why and that's my motivation. But that recruiting Man. process is definitely something that I was glad to get over with. I was, I was, and especially when I hit campus, I was so, I was even more glad uh, when I hit campus at Eastern Michigan. So I,
0: this has been great. I've enjoyed listening and, and learning about you even more. I, I think your future is, is extremely bright. Uh, Because of who you are today in the present. But I definitely wanted to give you the stage if there was anything you had in closing.
1: Um, I think I've said everything, but I do have one question for you. Um, Okay. You know, as a fellow athlete and somebody who's, you know, gone through everything, what advice do you have for me?
0: My advice for you would be to really stay the course that you appear to be on. Because what I find myself doing a lot of times when... Uh, colleges will ask me maybe to come speak to their groups of kids or high schools and things of that nature um, is trying to help young people identify who they are more than what they do. Cause it's really easy, not just athletes, even just whatever industry you want to get into. It's really easy to be so set on trying to figure out what your title is going to be, what, what place you're going to work at, uh, rather than just identifying, man, what do I like? Right. What what motivates me? What kind of impact do I want to have? What is it that when I'm doing it during the day, it, it excites me and I want to do more of that? And I feel like in addition to identifying who you are, the last thing I will leave you with is whatever it is you gain in your life, whatever talent, whatever resource, whatever it is. Always try to find a way to help somebody else with that. Yes,
2: you know,
0: and, and and that can mean different things that, that, that don't just mean you get your first NFL check and now you got to go donate the whole check. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it might, yeah. it, 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 and that might be what it is for you. But what I'm saying is uh just kind of have a mindset of just always remembering, man, how, how fortunate you are to be in this position. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like it's, nothing, nothing's guaranteed, man. It's, it's people, it's people out here, college athletes passing away. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's
1: yeah.
0: every single day you get a chance to do this. It's a blessing. So if you continue to climb that mountaintop and you getting higher and higher, you got to bring some people with you in some way. Yeah. It might, it might just be your time. You just giving people a little bit of your time. You talking to people, you going to see some kids, they're going to see you in your pads and your helmet. And if you go tell one of them something they're doing good, they're going to remember that. Yeah. The same way you remember certain messages today that was given to you 15 years ago, or whatever it is, from certain people when it hit different, like you're yeah. going to be able to do that to people. Right. So you got to do that. You right. can't ever yes, get right. in a shell when it's just about you. Like it can't be that way. And then, right. once you do that and that becomes your lifestyle, you're going to attract the people that are like you. And that's how that's how you're ultimately going to find your group of people as you continue to move on and succeed in your life. So that's Listen. that's what I would leave you with. You you have a new fan in me. I'm going <laughs> to be you. following your career. I'm serious. I'm going to be watching, rooting for you, cheering for you. Uh, and I wish you all the best, man. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the season opener. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe.